0: from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. Maddie Curtis Before and after the war, an interview with Maddie Curtis, 98 years old, of Raleigh, North Carolina, Route Number 4. I was born on the plantation of Mr. John Hayes in Orange County 98 years ago. Several of the chillins had been sold for de speculator come and bide Mammy, Pappy, and we three chillins. De speculator was named Bebas, and he lived in Henderson, but he meant to sell us into tobacco country. We come through Raleigh, and de first sting that I members good was going through de paper mill on Crabtree. We traveled on to Granville County on de Granville tobacco path, till a preacher named Whitfield bide us. He lived near de Granville and Franklin County line on the Granville side. Preacher Whitfield, being a preacher, was supposed to be good, but he ain't half fed nor clothed his slaves and he whooped em bad. I seen him whoop my mammy wid all the clothes off in her back. He'd buck her down on a barrel and beat the blood out in her. Dar was some difference in his beatin' from the neighbors. The folks round there would whip in the backyard, but Marcia Whitfield would have de barrel carried in his parlor for the beating. We ain't had no sociables, but we went to church on Sunday and they preached to us that we'd go to hell alive if we sassed our white folks. Speaking about clothes, I went as naked as your hand till I was fourteen years old. I was naked like dat when my nature come to me. Marcell Whitfield ain't carin', but outer dat, Mammy told him dat I had to have clothes. Marcia Whitfield ain't never pay for us, so finally we was sold to Miss Fanny Long in Franklin County. Dat woman was de devil if and there ever was one. When I was little, I had picked up de fruit, fanned flies often de table with a pea fowl fan, and nussed de little slave chillins. The last two or three years, I had worked in de field, but at Miss Long's, I worked in de backer factory. Yes, ma'am, she had a backer factory where a backer was stemmed, rolled, and packed in cases for sellin'. They said that she had got rich on sellin' chawin' tobacco. We was at Miss Long's when war was declared. For that, she had been pretty good, but she am a devil now. Her son am called ter de war, and he won't go. Day comes and arrests him, then his mammy tries to pay him out, but that ain't no good. The officer says that he am yaller, and that day am gwine to shoot his head off and use it for a soap gourd. The Yankees did shoot him down here at Bentonville, and Miss Long went after de body. The Confederates has got the body, but they won't let her have it for love nor money. They laughs and tells her how yeller he am, and they buries him in a ditch like a dog. Miss Long has been bad enough for Den, but after her son is dead. She says that she am gwine till fight till she draps dead. The next day, she sticks the shotgun in Mammy's back and says that she am gwine to shoot her dead. Mammy smiles and tells her dat she am ready der go. Miss Long turns on me and tells me to go to de peach tree and cut her ten limbs bout a yard long. This I does, and adder she ties him in a bundle, she wears dem out on me at a hundred licks. Let me tell you, dar was pieces of de peach tree switches stickin' all in my bloody back when she got through. Adder dat Miss Long ain't done nothin' but whoop us and fight till she sure nuff er out. The Yankee captain came to our place and told us that the land was going to be cut up and divided among the slaves. They would also have a mule and a house apiece. I don't know how come, hit, but just for the end of the war we come to Moses Mordecai's place right up the hill from here. He was mean, too. He'd get drunk and whoop niggers all day off and on. He'd keep them tied down that long, too, sometimes from sunrise till dark. Mr. Mordecai had his yaller gals in one quarter to theirselves, and these gals belongs to the Mordecai men, their friends and the overseers. When a baby was born in that quarter, they'd send it over to the black quarter at birth. They do say that some of these gal babies got grown and adder gonna be black to de yaller quarter had more chillins for her own daddy or brother. The Thompsons sprung from dat set, and they say that a heap of them is halfwit for the reason that I has just told you Dem yaller women was highfalutin too Dey do dey was better than the black ones has yow ever wondered why the yeller women these days am meaner than black ones bout the men Well, that's the reason for it. their mammies raised them to think bout the white men. When de Yankees come, they come and freed us. De wood was full of rebs what had deserted, but de Yankees killed some o' dem. Some sort of corporation cut de land up, but de slaves ain't got none of it that I ever heard about. I got married before de war to Joshua Curtis. I loved him too, which is more damn most folks can truthfully say. I always had craved a home and plenty to eat, but freedom ain't give us nothin' but pickled hoss meat and dirty crackers, and not half enough o' dat. Josh ain't really care about no home, but through this land corporation I buy these fifteen acres one time. I cut down the big trees that was up all over these fields, and I milled out the wood and sold it, then I plowed up the fields and planted them. Josh did help to build the house, and he worked out some. All of this time I had nineteen chillins, and Josh died, but I kept on, and the fifteen what is dead lived to be near about grown, ever one of them. Right arter de war, northern preachers came round with a little book of slaves, and I seed one of them marry my pappy and mammy. Atter dis, they tried to find their fourteen oldest children what was sold anyway, but they never did find but three of them. But you wants to find out how I got along. I'll never forget my first bale of cotton and how I got hit sold. I was some proud of that bale of cotton, and adder I had hit ginned, I set out wid it on my steer cart for Raleigh. The white folks hated the nigger den, especially de nigger what was making something, so I doesn't ax anybody where the market was. I thought that I could find a place by myself, but I read all day and had to take my cotton home with me that night, cause I can't find no place to sell it at. But that night I think it over and the next day I goes back and ax a policeman about the market, and lo and behold, child, I found hit on Blunt Street, and I had passed by it several times the day before. I done a heap of work at night, too. All of my sowin' and such and de piece of land near de house over dar ain't never got no work except at night. I finally paid for de land. Some of my chillins was born in de field, too. When I was to de house, we had a granny and I blowed in a bottle to make de labor quick and easy. This young generation ain't worth shucks. Fifteen years ago, I hired a big buck nigger to help me shrub and for eleven o'clock he passed out on me. You know about eleven o'clock in July, it gets in a bloom. The young generation with their schools and their divorce and ain't gwin to get nothing out of life. It was better when folks just lived together. Their loafing gets them in their trouble, and their novels makes them bad husbands and wives, too. End of section 41